Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we begin a three-week series on the one-page book of the Bible called Jude. Jude was the half-brother of Jesus who became a believer following the death and resurrection of the Christ. Jude's letter begins, Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ and the brother of James, to those who are called beloved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he presents today's portion of this week's message entitled, Called Beloved and Kept. The sole reason that um, people say that Jude has to be somewhere between, somewhere 68, that's because that's after Peter, but before 70 is that the temple was destroyed in A.D. 70, and they say since Jude doesn't mention the destruction of the temple, it has to be before 70. But if you want to apply that, that logic, 1 John has to be before 70, 2 John has to be before 70, 3 John has to be before 70, the Gospel of John has to be before 70, and the book of Revelation has to be before 70. And they are. So you can't, you can't make a dogmatic conclusion about something that isn't said. The point is, um, if you're going to make any point about it, is that Jude didn't mention the destruction of the temple. That wasn't the issue because it wasn't the destruction of the temple that had anything to do with the false teachers who were, who, who were coming around. So um, I'm going to stand with Dr. Thomas. Um, I hope I have many more years before I see him face to face and I can say, were you right on that one? Uh, we'll see. Now in the, in the notes that I publish in the, in the bulletin every week, and you who are watching online, you can go uh, the same place you're watching this and you can click on... Uh, I think it's called something fancy like downloads and you can get the notes from this. On the last page of that, I included some timelines of New Testament history, the ministry of Jesus, and the dates of the writing of the books of the New Testament. I'm not going to go over that with you per se, but I think it might be helpful for you. It could be one of those things you might want to fold and stick in the back of your Bible for a quick reference if you uh, like to do things like that. Uh, Scott Basolo did something very similar to that Wednesday night with the book of Daniel, and I loved it. So I thought, well, if he's going to do it, uh, I'm going to do it too. Who, what, when, and then where. This one also is not clear. This book has no geographical references to help us, so obviously it isn't necessary for us to know where Jude was or where his first original readers were. From, from the book itself, and the fact that we know that there were both Jew and Gentile believers among the original readers, and we surmise that it was intended all along to be sent around to all of um, the, the churches, um, we can just say it really doesn't matter. Um, most people seem to think that Jude was probably located in or around Jerusalem. That was the headquarters of the apostles. That's where his brother James was the leader of the church in, in Jerusalem. But um, the exact where, we don't know, and it doesn't matter. 
And the final of the W questions, why? Well, I give this book the subtitle, Beware of False Teachers. John MacArthur wrote a little tiny book on it, and I love his title too, Beware the Pretenders. And the reason is that this book deals with apostasy. Apostasy comes from a Greek word that literally means falling away. Apa is the prefix or the preposition from and stasis or stasis is standing, is to fall away from where you were standing. And it describes a phenomenon mentioned many times in the Scriptures. A person may hear the gospel and claim to come to faith in Christ. That person may act for some time like he or she knows the Lord, may become a, uh, an active part of a fellowship in a, in, in a local church, and then eventually turn from him and deny it all. Uh, others may continue as phonies their whole life, and uh, the reality of their spiritual condition may not be known until judgment. This book is a warning to us to be aware that there are such people that they will infiltrate the church and we need to beware of their influence and know how to deal with them. Now, since I only have two verses and we've almost finished one of them, um, let me show you some of the scriptures that deal with this concept. Matthew chapter 7, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus' words, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Now stop right there. Okay? There are people who say, Jesus is my Lord, and they don't belong to the kingdom of heaven. Not everyone who says that. But he who does the will of my Father. In other words, you live up to what you claim, that Jesus is the Lord and you are the slave. He says, many will say to me on that day, Lord... Lord, and then listen to this resume, some pretty flashy stuff. Did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I had shivers down my spine the first time I read that. To wonder, well, am I, I mean, could I be? Well, the answer to that is, do you want to do the will of God? If you do, you're not one of those. But there are people who are. There's also Jesus' parable of the four kinds of soils. You know, one is a, like hard soil. Seed bounces off the hard soil. The Word of God bounces off of hard hearts. Then there are those that there's a soil that receives the Word and it, and it sprouts and blossoms and bears much fruit. And in between, there are two other kinds of soils. And this is what we're talking about in Matthew 13, 20 through 22. And the one on whom seed was sown on the rocky places, this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. There's that word. And the one on whom the seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Now, there are preachers and commentaries, books out there who try to make those two cases be a category that they describe as Christians who never bear fruit. 
So they will be in the kingdom, but in this world it won't show that they belong to the king. Well, that, that teaching receives a certain acceptance. I wish it was true. All of us know people who claim to know Christ or have claimed to know Christ, but they don't live as if Jesus is Lord. And we want those people to go to heaven. Now, if only that view was correct, if, and there's actually a book I have in my library that uh, uh, came out uh, almost 50 years ago that, um, that, that says that if, for any, if at any point in your life, for any amount of time, you declare you believe in Christ, you are saved. Oh, how I would like that to be true. Frankly, as much as I love you, I would spend a whole lot more time going out, doing anything I can to manipulate people to say those magic words or repeat a, a, a magic prayer or something so I can get them into heaven. It would be cruel not to if that was true. But that isn't what Jesus meant. He also said, every good tree bears good fruit. And if you are abiding in the vine, you will bear fruit, and God will prune you so that you bear more fruit and much fruit. So right after the parable of the soils that mentions a couple of categories of apostates, Jesus also told the parable of the wheat and the tares. The tare is the weed that looks just like wheat, and, and during the sprouting and the growth cycle, you can't tell the difference between wheat and tares. Only at the harvest do you find out that you have weeds there. And so there are some who, who, can't, who, who are never exposed in this life, but they fall short. There's a warning about them. Jesus, during His ministry, and a lot of people follow Him, and near the height of His popularity... Jesus challenged the faith of some of the people who were following him who said they believed. He had just said that he is the bread of life and some people were trying to figure out what he meant by that. They couldn't understand it. And so among uh, to people who were following him, Jesus said this in John 6, 64, but there are some of you who do not believe. Verse 66, as a result of this, Many, ooh, that's an ouchy word, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. Jesus, during his life, had many who said they believed, said they would follow, and they walked away when he challenged them to total commitment. Then there's John 8. 30 through 32. This is at one of the feasts that Jesus attended in Jerusalem. And as he spoke these things, many, there it is again, many came to believe in him. Jesus, therefore, was saying to those Jews who had believed in him, at least they'd said so. Now look at this. There's an if-then statement. If you abide in my word. In other words, if you live up to what you hear, if you live by what you say you believe, if you abide in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. How many times have you heard, you shall know the truth, and, you, and, and the truth will make you free, and you haven't heard the first part of that sentence? 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.